Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. When's the last time um, you guys got a massage? Uh, Bali, like yeah, yeah. Okay. 2015 or something. Yeah. Got an idea to throw at both of you. Okay. Um, I had one today. thing I don't like about massages is that once you've been in it for a while, you don't know how long you got left. Mm. It's like... There's no watch checking. Yeah. We well, can't. Your face is rammed down a hole. But... If you, had like, if you had like, <laughs> what type of massage? Oh, sorry. if you had like, if you had like, um, fifteen minutes left, then you're like, all right, cool, settle. You got mental capacity to understand. You got fifteen minutes left. Is this a business idea? Yeah, massage <laughs> clock, little on clock the floor. that sits on the floor. Because if you got five minutes left, then so fine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then you can really use those last five minutes to enjoy it. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, well. it's, today I was going for a while, and then all of a sudden it's finished. Couldn't enjoy the last bit. All right, you've heard it here first. There you go. Back chat, bringing you business ideas as well as uh, I don't know what else. I'm just clearing up the table here on YouTube. If you are watching along, Josh is just leaving his money lying all over the table. Sorry, mate. You didn't have anywhere else to put it. Oh, yeah. Stack the podcast game. I am rife with cash, right? <laughs> all right. We are joined uh, for the entire show by the one and only Troy McClure, a.k.a. Josh Scarlett. But people will just be so lost with what I'm talking about. Josh, welcome. Uh, thanks for having you guys. Um, I've, I've watched from afar as you've emerged from, I guess, your cocoon. You were at the West Coast Eagles, sort yes. of boxed in, and now it's good to see what you've become. We're up, which is what? Phoenix <laughs> from the ashes. Mm. Out of the cocoon into what do you think? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Less, slightly less broken cocoon, You know, it's just more, more, more content for me. Like, Certainly not a butterfly. It's endless now, and you're actually in my rotation. Okay, good, good. I like it. So that's what we've, we've got. One of our only listeners on the show as a guest. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Josh, we will get a bit into more about who Josh is, what he does, because we had some so, we had some questions across social media, which, again, Josh, I'm sure you know exactly what that is. Social media? Yes, yes. It's the um, your take on the media landscape. No, it's the greatest podcasting segment of all time. Um, we will get that a little bit later on. Uh, as you know, you can follow us on socials. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, uh, Reddit, yeah. YouTube, and you can get to YouTube. That's YouTube it. is the key. Yeah, we're gonna get keep moving forward in this space. Get forward into more live content. Um, that's coming soon. I kind of like tempted that a little bit last week, but we're gonna get there quite soon. But we ha- we thought we'd get the big guests out of the way first. In Josh Garlop, Dan, you had a good week, mate. 
Yeah. Um, no, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I've been sick for days. Um, there is one fly in here. And if we catch it by the end of the episode, success. No, I've been a bit sick, but I'm back. Back and better than ever. Charlie's here. Hey, how we going? I'm back. Back on back chat. Charlie's back. Yeah. Back on back chat. Back chat's back. Where have you been, Charlie? Oh, you know, uh, just a bit of a nomadic trip, you know, not doing much, kicking the dust, you know. <laughs> Look, we heard that you may have been on um, Albany Does, The Bachelor, uh, Farmer Wants a Wife, You know, that bachelor. I can't reveal yet. Just keep your eyes peeled on the TV screen. Wow. You know? <laughs> Impressive stuff, Charlie. Good to have you back, mate. Oh, it's great to be back. All under control back there? Yeah, we're all good. Right, uh, if you want to send us an email, hello at backchatpodcast.com.au. You know how to do it. Um, you send it, we read it. We've got a couple to get through today, but... You know what we did, Josh? While you were away from this show, okay. I feel I, I feel I feel like I feel like I need to introduce you a little bit more. Who, who are you? Tell, tell the people of uh, the world who you are. Wow! So summarise my entire existence up to this point. Yeah, please. Um, all right. make, it, make it short. Please. Oh, yes. <laughs> ten seconds. Uh, well, former journal, sports journalist, sports journalist, about six or seven years. Um, have recently sort of left the mainstream media and started our own Spotify original podcast, plucked out of obscurity. Um, full credit, please listen to it. We need everyone we can get. Uh, but we started, we, we got that opportunity from sort of making a little bit of comedy stuff. Um, and we're still really small, my friends and I, but we, we make a, a lot of sports-centric, a lot of Perth-centric stuff. And we've got a little devoted following, but we're still growing. Not like the Pat Jack pod, that's for sure. People, uh, I, I wrote on the social media that you are like the Troy McClure of Perth because I was thinking about things I know you from. And there's, it's quite ranging. Yeah. You play basketball. Yep. Didn't play NBL, but you played SBL. Yeah, I did. I was um I trained with the Wildcats for one season. Um <laughs> I was there for mostly for the vibe. Big vibe guy. Good. Um Yeah, we used to have these uh, you know, we said the they actually is took vi- something from the Eagles. Is vibe guy like white towel in the air on the or is <laughs> even less than that. Even less than that. I think it was just it's like towel on the training. Yeah. They have a really good moral um stance, the Wildcats, like okay. really good locked in, and then I was they vicariously lived through twenty two year old me. On the weekends. All right, this yeah. is good. This is good. Okay, mm. so funny videos. I've seen a few. We can get into them a little bit later in the show. Uh, I assume that's all you do now is just think about funny shit to put on the internet? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually the pressure just heaps on yourself. It's like far out. Like I haven't made anything in two weeks. I need to do something. Oh, this person's funnier than me. I'm a failure. Do, yeah, do, do, you, do you have pressure to be funny? Yeah. I, feel, I feel like you would. I know, that sucks. I, I'm supportive. Like uh, I, anytime I see someone doing something by themselves, making their stuff like yourselves or any other creators in Perth too. It's such a rare place. Um, I'm so supportive of that, but I also just puts pressure on yourself. Like uh, you're a lazy fuck. You should be working. (laughs) Correct. Okay. So Josh is going to join us for the entire episode. A little bit like Sam Butler returns. Josh, Josh Gallup arrives. That is correct. So Josh is going to be with us. I wanted to start he's with also this. Just quietly powering through his whiskey. I was just it's, noticing it's been that. Three minutes and he's he's had. Did you tell him it was whiskey? Did, yeah. You sure he didn't think it was cordial? <laughs> so I thought there was more somewhere. Can we? Oh, there he yeah, is. We're going to <laughs> get through this whole bottle before we finish this episode. I wanted to start with the back chat Christmas party. This is what I asked you before. Mm-hmm. Do you know what we've been up to since you haven't been here? No, you don't. Mm. We had a Christmas party. Yeah. One. We missed the COVID outbreak here in Perth by one day at Pick a Bar. We were there from 7 to 11 on the yep. Wednesday. Code 1 uh, exposure site on the Tuesday. So, yep. I mean, that's a big positive for we us. We also bounced Huge. around Northridge that Wednesday night. Yep, but we survived. Dan was tested at some point during the week. He thought he had COVID, but doesn't. Mm-hmm. Again, big positive. But during that Christmas party, I learned some things about our, our Backchat community. Now, 
Charlie joined us uh, back from his soiree over <laughs> down in Albany. I will get to the bottom of where you've been, Charlie, because I, I still don't know. And then a few, a few items came up. And, Josh, I think you can weigh in on some of these and you can just sort of help us wade through these social, not dilemmas, but just quandaries. Things that we need to talk about. First thing on the agenda, do you ride a bike? Everywhere, yeah. Well, Good. would you yeah, know yeah. it? Someone who has a relevant opinion. What What are your thoughts on Lycra? Oh, I never, I'm a casual biker. So Perth's really flat. You can just, if it's within five kilometers, I ride there. I don't wear Lycra. It's okay. You know, if you actually do it properly, but if you're two weeks into your bike journey and you're purchasing full Lycra with the butt pad. Would you ever wear Lycra? Have you ever worn Lycra? Never worn Lycra, no. Would you ever wear Lycra? If I was doing like 70k bike ride, maybe. But I mean, just work, riding to work or something like no. that. No. Okay, yeah. Well, Dan Const. <laughs> um, Dan wears Lycra. Nothing against Lycra. Nothing. I actually very supportive of the Lycra community here in Perth and the world. Yep. Um, big community, Lycra community. Dan wears Lycra beneath his casual clothes. So Dan will kit up in Lycra, but then put some casual clothes over the top of the <laughs> Lycra. <laughs> Yeah, is that correct? Keep, keep going. Do you want me to tell the story or should you? Like, is that what you do? Well, you, it sounds better coming from you because it's more outrageous. <laughs> but I can just like settle it with what I the reasons. That's how I understood. <laughs> okay, you, so, you put okay. You put lycra on under casual clothes, and and that's how. So you get when to you work. think lycra, I'm not wearing full lycra. I've got the pants, and it's got a butt pad in it. Okay, so literally what Josh said of, he would never wear. I yeah. wear a pair of shorts over the top of the lycra. How come? Just so that people don't need to see me in lycra. Okay. And I can also put my phone in my pocket with headphones as I ride. Oh, are there no pockets on lycra? Well, I mean the bougie ones. <laughs> I think. Gotta be, there's got to be pockets on lycra. Not on mine. Not on the Two to friends guys just go, oh, well, I don't know where They're to put They're professionals. Them. They've got little pouches on their backs. It sounds yeah. like Tobias of Arrested Development never nude, where he like yeah. strips off and he's yeah, wearing jeans, jeans shorts all the time. <laughs> shorts. Um, no, dude, I used to ride my bike a lot, and then okay. I started riding to work again, and I thought, why not? Got him. So when you rode your bike a lot, would you wear Lycra all the time? Yeah. Just yeah. Lycra? Can no, shorts, the top? shorts on top. Well, if, you, if you're already adopted and you're coming back, that makes sense then. Like, yeah. I get it. You, okay, you played basketball. Did you ever do the skins or... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and how much... Like, once you do it, you don't go back, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it didn't really help me much, but yeah. <laughs> it's just comfort. <laughs> yeah. I had a problem... This is probably in the long, along the lines of the uh, jerseys out in public type setup. People yep. in the supermarket wearing the West Coast jumper. Uh, West Coast. No, hat's fine, but you know. You. <laughs> no, not me. He doesn't want anyone wearing a polo. <laughs> not while I'm shopping. I, you know, like wearing the polo, like not on game day. Yep. Support your team at game day, great. But like on a Wednesday in January, it's probably not time to be pulling the West Coast stuff out of the closet. Yeah, it's true. Um. Lycra is a bit like that under footy shorts for me. You need to just leave the footy shorts off. Just if you're going to wear skins, wear skins. Don't need, don't need footy. What are you covering up? You just, just wear skins. Just like you, Some Dan. Some people have you're more not- to cover up and you feel conscious about oh, well. it. So. Dan's got a big dick, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> big dick engine. That's what this is. Okay. I've learned a lot this last 10 minutes. <laughs> okay. That's what we like to do here on Backchat Podcast. Cover the big, uh, big topics. Now, I would love, Dan, I will... I will not interfere with this, just usual uh, butting in and random yep, comments making, that I usually do, mm. laughing. Can you talk to me about a flight across America? Mm. Uh, just tell me the story that okay. you told me at Christmas Day because yeah, so it end, is outrageous. End of 2015, start of 2016, this is there for okay. New Year's. I uh, caught a flight from Portland to Los Angeles on the way home. 
mm. LA to Sydney, Perth. Um, from Portland to LA on the flight, everything was going okay. All of a sudden, I started to feel a bit sick. Yeah, people get sick on flights, sure. but I was feeling dizzy, so I, I thought I better go up and I'm gonna go have a little little tack yak. Also, think. people people get dizzy on flights too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as I'm walking back to the back, so you said you were <laughs> gonna have your comments. I just like I like helping you <laughs> along. Yeah. So I, I walked to the back of the plane. I go to be sick in the in the toilet. Um, and it was occupied. So I said to the, the um, flight attendant, excuse me, where's the closest bathroom? But I didn't even get that sentence out and I collapsed, um, passed out, and I woke up uh, vomiting all over myself and I was having a seizure. <laughs> so I've, I've never had a seizure before that. Um, oh my but God. Why are you laughing so hard? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> loves my pain. Um, and then the flight attendant's on the phone. She's calling the captain. We need, we need the do- do- doctor. We need to um, land the plane. You're having, a se- you're having a spewing seizure. Of course she was. Yeah, she was, she was worried. And then um, <laughs> so we landed in Sacramento. Um <laughs> Everyone got off the flight, including me. I got wheeled off on a stretcher. Hang on, you weren't going to Sacramento. No, no, no. This we're going to emergency uh, stop. They they landed the plane early because um, of you. Yeah, I contaminated the flight. Um, <laughs> they wheeled me off. Everyone was so annoyed. They turned all the lights on. They wheeled me off from the back. How did they wheel you off the plane? Like with how a, you- with a thing stretcher, like a gurney. Yeah, they've got like a one that fits down the thing. So you came off like strapped. To a gurney down the middle of the plane from the back. I don't think I was strapped. They didn't have to restrain me. So you were sitting up. No, I, I can't. I can't remember exactly. But they got me, and every, and you know, like were you booed off past, the plane? Yeah, everyone was just looking, like snarling at me, like <laughs> watching me as I go past. Um, got off the flight. Everyone had to get off, get on another plane, and because I contaminated the flight. So that's yeah. You're okay though, right? I mean, this yeah, hasn't become yeah, yeah. a regular thing, has it? No, never had another seizure again. So you've had a spewing seizure on a plane. It's been brought down early yep. across America. Had to stay overnight in Sacramento because there wasn't a flight to go down to, to LA again. Um, so I think a heap of people had to stay in Sacramento for a night. Um, I've always wanted to meet someone that's brought down a plane. Yeah. Not like not a terrorist, <laughs> but like not brought one down. It's, t- it's tough to meet them. Caused an emergency <laughs> landing. Very good. I think it's probably. And you're the man. I can't believe that that story is you. There you go. Actually made me decide to quit my job and go to journalism school. So Actually? Yeah, legit. Yeah. Wait, what? where did that leap come from? Yes, that's Seizure, or was it like mid, like you were watching yourself <laughs> from, from above, like looking down and going, look at that idiot. Yeah. You need to learn. I was I was doing something else, wasn't really enjoying it, and then I wrote about the experience, put it up on Medium, on then on the flight between Sydney to Perth, sort of didn't like check it, of course. No, sorry, from uh, Sydney to uh, LA to Sydney. And then it had been shared like sixty-seven thousand times in, oh, wow. in like a day and a half. What and I was like, yeah, my I wrote about it and I put oh. it up on medium.com when that was a thing for mm. a minute. And then I and then it got shared and I was like, oh, this is cool. Mm. And then I registered for uni like a month later. And Holy went, shit. Yeah. I didn't know that part about yeah, it. Yeah, there you go. Oh, it's an even better story than I thought it was. Yep. Just just quickly, uh good. So you've come out of the seizure and you're on the gurney. <laughs> good. And everyone's just like this fucking dickhead he's just <laughs> yeah. having a massive night and he's just like yeah. cooked himself and he's he's not having a seizure we're pussy but in that moment were you a bit scared or you sort of like a bit dazed no I was like please don't land the, fl- the flight oh, as really? soon as I came yeah. like, as soon as I stopped viewing yeah I could have run a marathon I was right. feeling great Poor. don't know how quick you would have run it <laughs> never run a marathon but I'm sure I could have done it then spewing mm. seizures not usually then, the way to prepare for a marathon please plus don't. four hours but yeah go on <laughs> <laughs> I said please don't land the flight they did um and gone off. Right. And then the guy wanted to take me to hospital. I said, no, I'm not going to hospital. 
Then he said, think about this. You could be at home driving one day, kids in the car, and you go, you go and have another seizure. Dead. Everyone. Oh, that's and not, he's like, that's not you, and you're willing to just, you're willing to make that happen if you don't get checked out by the doctors? I was like, all right, that's just, I want to get home. Did you have kids at that stage? That's not, outrageous. No, no, no. He was, just, he was like, think about this, another seizure, and like you kill family or something. Okay. That was his. All right. That's just what's happening on the Christmas party back chat. Fun times. It's heavy. Yes. Oh, it's heavy, but it's good. I mean, it's funny because you're here now. I hope people don't. <laughs> you laughed the entire way through that. And it's like, I, so I, I almost just, died and then I had a coming to I, moment. Oh, so that's how we're here now because your journalism. Oh, that's pretty cool. I, I forgot. I stopped listening for a bit. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. True. I mean, yeah. you can look back and laugh now. They, can yeah. you get the maker's mark just real quick, yeah, yeah. Dan? Sorry. Oh, perfect. Love, we love this. Josh is here. For how long has this pod been going for? 10 minutes. Can I get another drink of whiskey? Let's see how much whiskey Josh nervous, can drink mate. for this entire Oh, that's good. That's fine. So, uh, that's <laughs> that's a normal pour. That is a normal <laughs> amount of whiskey. I love this so much. Uh, hello to our YouTube uh, channel, who is watching. And just let's see how much yeah. Josh can. Just, just keep track of how much. We won't let our listeners know, but we'll let our YouTubers watch how okay. much you get through. And Sick. if someone's watching from Maker's Mark, hit us up. All right. There you go. Now, I do think we normally do sports here. We probably haven't touched too much on sports. So Cycling. I've got, a, I've got a story about you, Charlie, which I'm going to save until we, we get a couple of their boys in the background. We've got, we got a story yeah. about you and a story about Sammy to kind of get through. Let's, let's keep it on the, on the backbone. Right, that's good. You spent a year in Poland. I did. That's, that's the teaser for that. All right, yeah. there you go. Jesus. We're going to get into that. Yeah, he's survived too. Sammy's not here, by the way. Oh. Um, Just in case you're looking for another person. <laughs> <laughs> let's get to sports. Mm. Um. We usually ask our guest. Yes. Very important question, which I'm not going to ask right now, but it's about usually about things you've done as a kid or junior in sporting realm. We found out at the Christmas party, mm. 10 pin bowling. Yep. Formed a very big part of our cognitive state as junior Genius. athletes. Yeah. And it may or may not have set us on the path to sporting excellence. Yes. Both Dan and I. <laughs> competitively bold as juniors. I've got trophies at home. What? Not very big ones. Okay, we'll, we'll get to it, but like, I'm just interested to see what this, the moment was where you're like, I want to do this. What, what was the... Uh, I remember my team name. Does that help you? No. <laughs> oh, you were in a team. I was in... Huh, okay. I did do it by myself. I solo, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's, uh, that's something. Uh, my, my parents were big bowlers. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> no one has ever said that in Australia. <laughs> No, it was a family. You used to go a fair bit as a family. I think my dad was pretty good. Oh, okay, okay. So then he had his own ball and a bag. He had oh a ball bag. Okay, okay. Gosh. And no, we used to go it. down. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I think that we still got him. And um, <laughs> then I, he used to take me down on the weekends for competitions. Glove, wrist, wrist. Guard. I think he would have had. Yeah, he would have done that. Yep. Bunch I mean, of ball bags heading down on the weekend. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking like I'm talking like under nines and tens. Yeah, yeah, so I, I still yeah. had bumpers up at, at one stage. Oh, you I, moved on from bumpers. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I had bumpers up. Um, I was the Blues Brothers. Okay, it's a big time in my life. Duos. Yeah, yeah, I did it for two years. Okay, high score from you, Dan? Um, I think it was 153. Oh, because I had. Did you have the badges? Sorry. Okay, so <laughs> when you when you um, <laughs> when you competitively bowl, the what? You get a pin, right? So as soon as you score 75, you get your 75 pin. Oh, then really? on the pin, there's these little rings under it, oh. and then they hang the next one, 100, 125. Really? And so you get these dangly pin with all your, your milestone things. And I th I'm pretty sure I had my 150 pin. 
It just, dang, it just dangles down. I did not have that. Did you wear them in public with your of course. Eagles jumper or something? <laughs> did you roll down the supermarket with your pins on? That's probably the only thing that saved you on that flight from Portland. It's <laughs> like obviously bowling town. Yeah. And As they're like, whoa, let's bash the shit out of them. Wait, 150 pin. Question. Yep. Portland, obviously a bowling town. Oh no, just USA, big on bowling. Okay, yeah, I, was, I, was, I, thought, I thought Poland. Yeah. Uh, I thought Portland was just widely renowned as a bowling town. No, 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 no. I just meant the US and Sarah. I'm sorry, I'll cut that one out, Charlie. Please. <laughs> no, <laughs> absolutely not. We don't do that here, mate. We're uh, straight to the floor. I don't know what you've been operating, mate, but we're fully live here. No so you, cuts, especially you so pouring you yourself. You don't big remember whiskeys. your. Um, you don't remember your uh, high school. Sorry, you don't remember your high school. Uh no, I don't think so. 134? I'll have to check with mum, mate. Yeah, uh, mum's got my fine. trophy at home. <laughs> <laughs> I cool. will, I cool, will. Jan. Josh, bowling? Nah. <laughs> like, nah, not really. Nah, okay. Too busy um, uh, being, being cool, playing yeah, basketball. Yeah, yeah, it's too busy. I did kung fu for a bit. That's probably my <laughs> biggest lame moment. But, um, uh, you do the body for that. Hold any moments like that. I want to get to that shortly. Before we do get there, you know what? Actually, we'll work this into this. I want to get to a bit of the Josh Gallup story. Okay. Is that all right with you, Dan? Of course. Josh, you okay with that, mate? Yeah, yeah. So we ask our guests, the very first question we ever ask is, what your best sporting moment, not in your chosen field? Now, we're not going to use journalism. We're going to use basketball. You want to, you want to give us the best thing you've ever done on a sporting pitch, field, track, wherever you like, judo ring or whatever you said before, <laughs> taekwondo. <laughs> Not on the basketball court. Okay. Well, all the guys... I was actually at a party the other day and there was a bunch of guys from high school there. And you know you have this innate ability to forget the most embarrassing moments from high school until that you see that person every three years. Yeah. And then they brought up that in the Belt Up Cup, which is year nine in Perth, our... Um, Footy? Th- yeah, I got selected for the semi-final and our school was in it. And they were like, you know what? We're going to bring Josh into this. Mm. Bloody good endurance. Put him on the best player in the state and under, nine, under like under 15s. I pretty much lost us the game. They remembered it. But um, probably my best thing where I actually did okay was I was an okay cross-country runner. It's tall, lanky, not much like muscle to pump around. So I came weak, second. Weak. Yeah. yeah weak. Well, I'm just not weak. <laughs> Skinny. Yes, very weak. Um, <laughs> and so I'd, I I think I came – every year we had the same guy that would win cross-country at high school. And then one year I was like, I'm going to practice for this. And I came second. So everyone was always playing for second. Sam May, if you're out there, Sam May would just destroy it by five minutes. Right. And then, yeah, I got So second. you beat him? No, no, I came second. <laughs> but, like, it was the best second because <laughs> yeah. Sam May always won. Yeah. And then it was me. So that was probably the best thing I ever did was That's came second at cross country. Exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, correct. Yeah, Dan yeah. actually retired last year, uh, last week. Mm. His trophy said we wouldn't speak about it again, so I can't speak about it. But yep. Scott Boland had a lot to do with it last week. <laughs> uh, we're putting Dan's trophy into ashes. So if anyone yeah. is listening or watching, yes, we that, need someone that can that owns a furnace or something right. that can make a trophy. Into ashes that we can put in a little urn. There's something spiritual in that too, because I suppose like you probably haven't moved on until you do that. Like no, I haven't. There's a lot of you that still is there, um, and if you burn that, spread the ashes. I guess a lot of you could, you know, perform <laughs> yeah. better in the day to day. I also love that there are genuinely people that listen to this that despise the fact <laughs> that I bring it up every week. 
Yeah, well, I love it. I, I, <laughs> it almost just motivates me to bring it back. Well, we did say we wouldn't speak about it, and we've just spoken about <laughs> it for a minute. Let's go. Yeah, um, we'll, tell me about your coffee, coffee story, Dan. All right, what do you got for me? I want to tell a story to Josh yep. about something that I've never told you about, but it involves you. Okay. So Josh and I have known each other for about four years. Yeah, sort of met yeah. When, around when I was working at the Wildcats. Yep. You were working for Fox Sports. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Disenchanted working at Fox Sports News. <laughs> yep. I'm used to pop in um, press conferences wearing suit sometimes. No, I was wearing a suit. You were wearing a button up. Anyway, doesn't Disheveled matter. Disheveled suit, yeah. Yep. Um, Good. Josh came over to my house one time. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. <laughs> oh, maybe I have told you. No. Nah. Josh came over to my house one time and brought some coffees. He was hanging out, brought a couple of coffees over. What was he doing at your house? We were catching up. Oh, so your friends? Yeah, yeah, at that point we had you know we'd text oh, back and sorry. forth. We, I didn't we, that. we had some we had some ideas that were fleshing out with each other, and uh, we said let's let's catch up for coffee. Um, you graciously brought two coffees over to my mm-hmm. house, mm-hmm. and Josh, you know, if you're listening to this, I'll describe him. And if you're watching, you can see Josh is about seven foot <laughs> in shoes, very and, tall, and maybe one fifty kegs. Um, on a on a good day, so he's a big he's a big unit minus sixty, but he's, yeah, he's solid. <laughs> he's solid. Um, so when Josh gets a coffee, I assume he gets a big one. Yes. Yeah, I think on that day he ordered two extra large flat whites. Brought yeah, them yeah, over. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. You remember that order? Yeah. I don't know where this story is going. Well, why would anyone get a small one if you're getting cappuccino? Most we get a biggest one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Me that's firing fine. up. <laughs> Fair. Fair. No, it's fine. Hundred percent appreciated the coffees but what i didn't tell josh at the time and i I was trying to be polite is that i'm like severely lactose intolerant (laughs) are you serious (laughs) yeah and so i um (laughs) so i drank it no you didn't i started why because i was trying to be polite of course you did just say i can't (laughs) drink this and so i drank about two-thirds of it like just as I'm drinking, I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to be sick. And a spewing um, seizure. Then you, Josh I do you remember you rushing me out pretty quick. <laughs> and then as Josh is leaving, he had his empty cup, and he's like, oh, do you want me to take yours? And because I had so much left in it, I didn't want him to think that I you know, wasn't appreciative of the coffee, and I thought, I better finish this. So I sculled like a th- like an ounce of milk or whatever. Oh, like my a, God. Like a, <laughs> what are you? And... Um, and I was, I reckon I was sick for like a day and a half oh after my God. it. <laughs> no wonder that project we were talking about never came to fruition. <laughs> so the joke's now on you, Josh. That's poison. You're yeah, drinking, oh, Josh. is going to be sick. This has been a long, long ruse. Yeah, I've thought, I've thought about that <laughs> moment a lot. Oh my, I didn't know that at Every all. Every time I think about you, I think, oh, man. Oh, that is funny, man. Lactose. And There's th- so many funny moments. Like, why do you just not say, I don't want that? Because the man th- came to my house and brought coffees. Mm. I wasn't going to go, no thanks. I would have been offended. In my culture, that would be offended. I would be like, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> what, what so I drank maybe two and a half liters <laughs> of milk that day. I think that's the last time I ever drank milk. <laughs> I think that was the first milky oh, coffee I'd had that. in like eight years. <laughs> How do, you you feel about, how, about, how do you feel about that? Oh, yeah. Feeding, force I'm pretty feeding. impressed by like oh, his, like, uh, I don't know, devotion to manners. Yeah. No, Mark's I'll, playing by the rules, Dan. I don't know if you know about it. I'm saying his manners cost nothing, but in this case, they cost about two days of your life. And you yeah. had a small child at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. Go. I loved that story probably more than anyone else, but I can just imagine <laughs> your mind like, oh, I can't not drink this. Like the guys bought me a $2 coffee, like... What am I meant to do? Nah, just pour it out? It would have been a 5.50. six bucks, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah well, I doubt it. Inf- uh, inflammation. Inflammation. Inflation. That's been there as well. Now, all right, back on Josh Garlop, right? Mm. You mentioned a little bit before, 
Fox Sports news reporter. Mm-hmm. You did mention you used to be some sort of respected journalist, I'm assuming. Uh, uh, mainstream strong word. <laughs> mainstream media. Yes. You worked in that. Yeah, yeah. I was um so I finished a broadcasting course. I was an engineer for a period and then um I when I was playing basketball I had a really misguided thought that I could make something of myself. And then I but the whole time I did engineering, finished that, worked for a bit and realized it's not really for me. And the whole time I was listening to podcasts, a lot of Bill Simmons, a lot of Joe Rogan back in the day when it was early days and and then a lot of like uh, American podcasts. And then I went into broadcasting and straight out of that, I got a job at Fox Sports in Sydney uh, in the newsroom there. And that was when they were like hemorrhaging money because I was spending it so poorly. Yes. And six months in, they made everyone redundant. So you got a job there for six months and then gone? Or no, three, actually it was three months in. So I left my girlfriend in Perth and she, we, we did long distance, it went terribly, ex-girlfriend now. And, um, okay, not funny. And, uh, funny. Well, it's pretty funny. Yeah. But, um, and then, so but it was really good though because I went in there and I remember meeting a guy because I was pretty old when I was there. I was like 26. I remember meeting a journo and everyone there was so arrogant. Like if you ever in that studio setting of, um, everyone thinks they're the funniest person in the room, everyone thinks they're the loudest, needs to be the loudest person in the room. And it was really good. But as an intern and then a like, grad you're like i'm not going to speak really ground feeder like you just need to just lay low yeah i actually had this one funny time a guy's my mate now he was texting me not realizing he was texting me because i was working for another place as well and he's he's seen a number and said hey do you want to cover my shift so he's like two minutes away he doesn't know my name because he doesn't bother to learn it (laughs) and he's texting me going hey bro like do you want to cover my shift like they'll be effing sick and uh, I'm like, hey, Adrian, yeah, that'd be great. Um, yeah, sure, yeah, I'll do it. Um, no worries. Like, yeah, cool, 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 cool. So then I started fucking with him. I was like, I like you look great today. And then I <laughs> see him do this, like looking around. And then when he eventually realised it was me, he um, he was so like lying to me and himself that he actually knew my name or anything. He's like, oh man, bro, you're the best, you're the best. Anyway, that was the environment. It's like so ev- that summarizes everyone topping each other and stuff like that. But it was a really cool place and everyone's really nice. But um. That was my first gig. So that's when I started my journey. So what, I've been mean, starting there and then you've worked where you've worked back here in Perth. I reckon I saw you commentating the NBL at one stage. Yeah. So um, I ever got made redundant. We all reapplied for our jobs. I was the only person in my position, which was called editorial assistant that rocked up in a suit. And then they're like, oh, do you want to be a reporter? I was like, oh, uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Would you want to be in Perth? I was like, oh, it's a pretty good place. Yeah, I might, might want to go back. So then nine months after going to Sydney, I moved back to Perth as their video journalist. And then I my brother played in the NBL for 10 years. So he was actually really good at basketball. Uh, pretty good at basketball. But you sound bitter. No, nah, no. Nah, I've, I've very much come to terms with that. Um, <laughs> after years of therapy and acceptance. No, my brother's one of my best friends. But he, um, it, I had a, a, a connection with basketball and they offered me a job commentating the NBL straight away. And it was unreal. It was the best feeling ever because... The NBL, you can't even compare the audiences, which you've come to realise is when you're in basketball, you think the NBL is the world. Dan, you love basketball as well. I've been in that with Wildcats. But you can't actually compare the size of the audience, AFL v NBL. Oh, yeah. It's- Prime example, Wildcats and Eagles win the premiership, championship respectively in the same year. 50,000, 60,000 people, the foreshore versus 800 people in Forest Plate Chase. And they do a fantastic job, but it's just the scale is not there. Yeah, that is interesting. And they used I mean, to you get that. They, yeah, and they used to schedule. They'd have the you know both schedules released around about the same time, 
well, sorry, the AFL schedule will be released after the NBL season, and they'll be really bitter when there'll be like a two thirty Eagles game on a Sunday and a mm. two twenty Wildcats game because they're like, well, no one's coming to that. Like they know that they're. Um, the Wildcats knew that they weren't going to get people coming to the games. It's frustrating because they're, they're such a successful club and they're really, I obviously love them. But anyway, so I was part of that, the um, commentary there my first year and I was like, I'm doing great. Got given three games, ended up being 15 or something. And then at the end of the season, they cut me because they went to a hub. And that's kind of when I sort of started to realise like I'm you know, nearing 30, I'm a white guy. I have no distinguishing feature as a journalist by itself. Like, what can I do differently? And I'd always loved comedy. I wrote comedy and like, but I never showed anyone. And it wasn't until a couple of years later where that sort of skill, sort of light bulb moment realised like, that might be the point of difference. But after NBL, NBL commentary, you working with the West Australian? Yeah, so for a couple with, of years there. You still stayed in the mainstream, right? Yeah. You didn't just go, all right, I'm, I'm, I've got a bit of funny bone. I'm going to go do my own thing. I do, I, no, I love, I love, I love sports media. I, yes. I love sports journalism. I'm obsessed with it a bit. Like a, any book that comes out about it, I read it because I want to try and understand it better because I think it's, it's both important and annoying and hilarious. I love it all. Dan, Dan may talk about it a lot, but um, after we got made redundant for a second time at Fox. <laughs> they love you down there. Oh, yeah. You, oh, for anyone listening, if you ever get a call from your boss who doesn't really like you and HR just happens to be in the call and and when it's 8am at, yeah, at your new girlfriend's place and... And, oh, hey, uh, Elise, how are you going? And then she goes, uh, so-and-so from HR's on the call. I'm like, uh, okay, it's a bad idea. <laughs> like, it's you're in a bad way. But we got made redundant. And from that point, I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to have a crack at comedy stuff now. And I was really lucky because the West gave me a job straight away. Yes. Um, I think you also did one shift at the ABC. When I well, maybe it was more than one, but one when I worked on it as well. Uh, I did a couple of things with Grandstand. I, I worked yeah. in Sydney with ABC Twenty Four um, while I was there, just trying to like make money. Given you're such a big fan of sports journalism and the sporting landscape, how do you feel it is positioned right now in Australia, not not globally? What, what do you what, how do you think the coverage is in sports journalism? Ah. Uh. Come on, you can be honest now. Oh, I think it's I think it's a bit boring sometimes, like, and, and that's only because we have a couple of key players. We have Fox Seven Nine, there's key players, and then occasionally other people join in. Yeah, and um, they're always copycatting. They're always like, "Hey, what's going on in the US? We need that here." And if anything, we've learned from the US is that sometimes less is more. Oh, yeah. Uh, in broadcast, we don't need seven or nine people on an AFL game. <laughs> Be like, let's now go to Abby on the sideline. Yeah, it's cold. Oh, let's go upstairs now to um, I don't know, uh, someone Gosh. else like here. And it's like, <laughs> let's go to Mooney on now. And he's like, yeah, it's I, I used to play with that guy. Oh, let's go here. Let's have a joke. And it's like, we need ten seconds of banter. And, it's like, <laughs> and then it goes, and let's go back here. Let's do that. And so, well, you're like eighteen minutes. You have to fill it with nine people. They need to be hit thirty seconds each. The intro outro is two minutes each way. Well, it ends up being ten minutes, and then it's ten minutes between eight people, and then it's silly. So I think. There's nothing wrong with it, but I just think that less is more sometimes with that. I don't know. Need space. Well, no, you need space. I, I agree with you. I reckon there's – I've worked – I'll prove it similar to you. Like, I've worked across multiple platforms. I've worked on podcasts for a long time, but I've done Channel 7. I've done Fox Footy. I've done ABC. I've done 6PR. I've done special comments. I've done – I've hosted my own show. I've been kind of across most mediums, done TV shows, whatever – I think most lack space and what you're talking about is less is more like, okay, if you've got a good guest on, 
can you just keep talking to them and not cross down to Abby and cross up to Moons and cross mm. out to Josh and then yeah. get a weather update and go up to the blimp and get the uh, bird's eye view? There's no space in, in all forums. I don't think there's many forums that there is space. A prime example is uh, Toby Green and Luke Hodge at... Uh, just as Toby Green had like, had bumped the umpire, what's his name? Yeah, is it Starsevich? I, um, I forget. Uh, Starovich. Starovich. I'm, I'm pronouncing it wrong, yeah, regardless. It could be Starsevich. But he's widely renowned as one of the best umpires yep. in the comp. Stavich. Stavich. Sorry, sorry. Uh, um, and Luke Hodge goes to him and speaks to him and basically says, it was an accident. Hey, answers his question for him and goes back. But that's not necessarily his fault. That's not necessarily. Toby's going to be like, yeah, easy way out. But and Hodge has two questions. Hodge has two he, questions. He's got someone in his ear. People forget that. Someone's like, Durr! also, he's not trying to burn a bridge because he wants the contract too. And I think when I lost the – that was another thing too with the, the NBL thing, um, losing that, because I, I have no bit of feeling about that whatsoever. It was actually a really good learning experience, but it's just there's something really powerful in owning the content you produce. And unfortunately, Australia has about 22 million people, whereas the US is 350 million. And so whenever people try to emulate that, it's harder to replicate because there sometimes just isn't the money advertising-wise and eyeballs and stuff like that. That's good. Um, Sorry for just screaming at you guys for like 10 minutes. That's good. You're the guest, mate. You're not the host. You're meant to talk. We're just meant to invigilate your your personality. That's what you do. We're a conduit (laughs) to the people. You. Um, What are you doing now then? So, given that you've bounced around, you've played... Oh, actually, before I get there, you've yep. played... Don't look at my computer. Okay, I sorry. I just saw Josh go up and pro ballers uh, that yeah. you screenshotted. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, I just want to go through some stats. Um, oh. Hey, yeah, you could... these before till now. That's I'm exactly the same. Mm. This is from Charlie. Thank you, Charlie. Oh, anytime. There's sort of material Charlie delivers here at Backchat, Josh. There's one glaringly obvious thing to say about your game, just from a quick glance. We are looking. Good. We are looking at Josh Garlop's regular season averages as his time in the SBL. And now it must be noted, it's not the NBL, but it's almost the NBL. It's a step. Can't wait to um like quanti- like qualify it. Be like, well, that 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 week was bad. That week, and <laughs> I, I I gave you a bit. I, I'll just go with your regular season averages: twenty-one points a game. I'm pretty sure that was uh, Norway. Yeah, absolutely it was. Yeah, absolutely it was, Charlie. Is that right, Charlie? Those, uh, I realised that after I found those stats, that those are the Norwegian stats. You've got a microphone uh, over there. Don't you dare sit over there and let me <laughs> dig a hole of myself. Hey, Scoey, that's not the NBA. So that's not the no, SBL. No, after I put that in. Right, so you played in Norway. That's right, yeah, Norway. Yeah, yeah after I, um, so my brother was... You just happened to forget yeah, about mentioning going to Norway to play basketball. Sorry, mate, we don't, we don't care about you getting sacked from Fox footy for like twice in a row. You played <laughs> yeah, basketball in Norway, in mate. Uh, yeah, it was a weird year. Um, I moved to Bendigo to like. It's a weird, weird Let's thing. Go spirit. It, it, sorry, Spirit Bendigo. Spirit. <laughs> no Braves. Oh. Appropriately named, randomly named, but it's a really big club because they're actually backed by the Pokies. So the Good. the Pokey side of it can't exist without the basketball side. So they just keep adding courts because they've ex- they're making like a hundred grand a month or something when I was there. No doubt. I, uh, anyway. So I was playing there and then with my brother who was like the big signing and then I was the other guy and he brought me in and that was my first sort of like professional basketball thing. It's really fun, really good experience, but it's a grind, mate. Like my brother played back-to-back seasons every year for like eight years and for a long period he couldn't actually drive longer than 20 minutes without lying down in the car because he was in so much pain because tall guy and stuff like that. Cooked. Cooked. And it, I, I think like it's it, hard to speak to someone in – from an AFL background, because they 
everyone seems to have lingering effects from those. Well, I mean, it's not hard. It's perfect, isn't it? Like, you can yeah. talk to me about this stuff, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you're here. <laughs> sorry, we we'll played um, football yeah. for years. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Perfect. But anyway, so um, had a, that, and then straight after I was doing this engineering degree, I, I, the only place they would send me was Trondheim, Norway. And so I immediately emailed the coach and was like, Hey, what, the basketball team or the, oh, sorry, who so would send I, was, you I had an engineering degree and I was like, I don't want to stop doing this engineering degree. My dad will kill me. Uh, um, like a study abroad. Yeah. So what I want to do a study abroad. So then I looked, they only, because my grades weren't great. They were like 64%. And at UWA, we had to be 65 to even offer. They said, you, okay, you can only go to this one place. if you don't have enough people that want to go there. So it was halfway up Norway. And it was awesome. Like going from Bendigo there was really fun. No shit. Yeah, Bendigo's a shit hole, uh, I remember driving through the this like the streets of Norway in the middle of summer and I was like window at, head out the window like the Joker on, um, <laughs> on that movie Joker like um, Joaquin Phoenix and the cab driver was like, you're going to love it here, Garten, bro. And there's just like people on bicycles everywhere and blonde hair everywhere. Anyway, ended up contacting the coach and they ended up, you know, paying my way there and anywhere we travel, it was fuck all, but like I got to see the whole country, went to Sweden a couple of times, had a great time and our team was so bad. We you, lost. Were, you were good. 21 points, yeah. 7.5 rebounds, half an assist a game. How about yeah, sharing around, big half, fella? Half, is, is it honestly half an <laughs> <Point> assist? <six. laughs> How about just passing around? Refuse. That's uh, less than one a game. Oh, man. We had a couple of very inexperienced guys that thought they were really good. Um and then we had me. I, I was a nightmare to play with, honestly. I regret, like, I have shudders thinking how I played. But I met some really nice people there. A guy called Simon, who I still speak to. He t- invited me to Christmas and stuff. And Holy shit. It was really fun. Like, it was really fun. We we famously lost to, um, famously. We lost to this, <laughs> lost to this like Swedish. Westbrook or something? Yeah, yeah. We lost to the Swedish team in a preseason game. They were uh, Ustersund or something like that. Ah, yes. By 60 points. Oof. And, like... I was like screaming at the team because I couldn't dribble and I was such a dickhead. And in reality, I should have accepted for what it was, which is like, just enjoy this experience. But I'm like grumpy and like, man, should be going to the NBA. <laughs> and um, and uh, we lost for 60 points and they had like three imports and stuff like that. But yeah. When you, you, got a, you got a question over I hear you breathing. No, I you got a question say, I have finally found his SBL stats. <laughs> They're not as impressive. Give them to me, Charlie. All right, so points per game, uh, 6.52. Yeah, wait, wait, what season though? Because I played about 13 seasons. Uh, this has just got season statistics. It's not a great website, I'll be honest. Um, I'm trying to figure this out. Thank you, You'll, Charlie. Give me a minute. Uh, <laughs> you, would, you would know what, 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 what I'm It sounds like Josh. Uh, no, that's about right. I had, it was like a bell curve, but very narrow, where like, I came back from Bendigo. It's like a pyramid. No, this this looks like your last season. Like a penis. Oh, no, last... (laughs) So it always is, Dan. How do you put up with this, mate? I don't know. Um, No, I was okay. I was okay. I took terrible shots in, like, I think about my basketball career. Had no patience. Was completely different to how my personality got tech fouls all the time and... It was because I like was angry. I wasn't better at the sport and I put a lot of time into it. It really sounds like me. You sound like me in basketball form. Except you won a premiership and oh, yeah, were good. I was, I was hoping you'd say that. I, um, I've played a lot of basketball. Go on. Try to get you to play on my team several times. You refused constantly. Okay. Um, big guys always try to play like guards and guards always want to play like big men. Were you the same? Are you, are you trying to dribble the ball? and like Because you, you would have been a big at that point. Yeah, I think one year I shot like 23% from three, but like <laughs> put up like over 100 shots from three. Um, 
Oh, I grew into my body a bit, and yeah, yeah, like when I play social comp, I don't go in the keyway because I don't want to get taken out by yeah a weekend warrior like Dan because that's what you are. No, I'm yeah. Yep. When you were a mainstream uh, respected uh, journalist, is that what you were? Oh, uh, I guess yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did you ever cover me? Yeah, yeah, heaps of times. And this is the funny thing about it is, um, I thought I actually was texting you before, and I, I thought I was at your <laughs> your retirement. Presser, but I wasn't. I was thinking of Eric McKenzie, um, and <laughs> which was very. Lo- it was a really lovely presser. I was at, um, but I went to a lot of your press conferences, and it's funny when you're at the West because you're churning out cat sat on the mat type articles, which is just the nature of the the. Explain profession. what that means. Uh, this is like a friend of mine, Glenn Quartermain, who's a really good writer. He's won a Walkley um, for his stuff with um, Polly Farmer, but it's cat sat on the mat. It's like Will Schofield has injury; he will miss game. It's information that needs to be, it will get a click because it's information for the fan. Right. But at the same time, it's like not hard. It's like plug and play. And it's not who cares, but it's also like, there it is. It's also, it's also a bit of history too, because then it's there forever. Right. And then it's, it's somehow because West Coast don't really like manage their injury list that well. No, they don't give anything on anyone. They hide everything that's happening. Exactly. Like, so it's up to. Them. I would say that's not just West Coast, though. Yeah, for sure. I'm not. I'm not blaming them. Yeah. No, I, I couldn't care less. But like AFL in general, compare it to any other sport, there is this this uh, not myth, but like this surrounding kind of ruminating figure that means that clubs don't want to be truthful about injuries. Yeah. Because there's no consequence for saying, "Oh, yeah, it's a." Goes a hamstring, he's gonna be out for two weeks when it's a tendon injury, and they know he's out eight weeks. Like they know, they know two days after they have scans, but it just doesn't get populated across media. It's kind of weird. You yeah. would have experienced that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can understand the coach's perspective and the team's perspective. What, can you? What? What is that perspective? Point one percent advantage. If this no. somehow in the sand way, the way the things fall, that I have a slight advantage because the coach What's the advantage Please coach is planning me. for Will Schofield to be out there out oh. over. Tom Barras. It just doesn't. It just doesn't make a difference. Even if it's a big player that gets late withdrawn, mm. it really doesn't make a difference. Like you're still going to do what you're going to do. Like there's just not that much. There is opposition, obviously. Like with like playing with taggers like Hutchie and things like that. If it's his direct player, it might affect just him personally. But as a team, there's still going to be another player playing. Mm. Like I just found it as a player just hilarious. The the cloak that would get pulled over any injury details like it's an injury just just give the details but like what about if like if if you if you think buddy's going to play surely a defense is not like the entire defense but like a bit of a defensive game plan is that oh, like, like honestly something- there's a couple of high fives that happen in the change rooms <laughs> if, if buddy franklin's are laid out it's like yeah buddy's not playing but they don't bring in nobody. They're not, they're not as yeah. good as Buddy, but they can like they're on an AFL list. Like they can still play. Sam Reed's pretty good. Correct. They bring in Sam Reed. They bring in a Matt Spanger. He was in his team for a while. Yeah. You're still gonna play on Matt Spanger. There's it's not like there's no one running around. It's just yeah. like a little less quality. But in the end, like one player can't win games of footy. Yeah, Dusty Martin's done it a few times for Richmond, but like that's why I just find it it's ridiculous. It need it should be. There's so many things that are related to injuries now. Like fantasy footy is starting to play a big part of sports. Uh, betting even mm. bigger, you, you can't have teams lying about what's going on, which is exactly what happened. Teams lie about injuries right now. Have you have you ever had an experience as a player where, and you might have heard this as well, Dan, from Will speaking, but have you had an experience where you were kind of like, 
why is my club getting so pissed off about this? Why, why are they being so cagey about this? Yes. Like, it doesn't matter. In the scheme of things, this does not matter. But at the same time, like, I'm contracted to them. I'm not going to piss anyone off. Injuries are one. I used to think it all the time. Like, first-hand knowledge, someone would be not playing. Everyone, all the players, all the coaches know he's not playing. But in yeah. the, he's named in the team. Yeah. He's a late withdrawal. Geelong are an absolute serial offender of doing it. And it's now <clears throat> past a joke with them that you know that they're going to pull someone out. Like someone's coming out. Someone's going to be held over from the week before and then go out. That's one. Another one was like... <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> things that happen in the media that weekly at a footy club get made into a big deal. So if a player gives an honest interview with the West or on a podcast or on a radio station and the West or a podcast or radio stations do what they do, which is pull grabs out of it, yeah. take it out of context, it becomes a huge, huge deal for that week to the point where players are getting pulled into offices. Why would you say that? Why would you do this? Why would you do that? And so players by nature just become so caged and closeted about anything that's going on because – they don't want to fuck up. They don't want to get in trouble. And that happens weekly. But then as soon as the week's over, just like the news cycle, same in the footy club, like it's a new week. And it's mm. like, oh, like, oh Scoey said something stupid last week. But yeah, go do the same. Go do exactly the same show that you've been doing for the last... And, but don't stuff up this time. Like It's just like, we, it's a weird thing. It happens weekly. Mm. Like every week. I don't know. Anything out there? I think you've gone off. Uh, good. Just a little bit of a ramp, wasn't it? It's fine. I enjoyed bit. it. That was good. What are you doing now, Josh? So... <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, you've just told us about your basketball career. Absolutely what are you blossoming. Playing? Are, you, are you sporting at the moment? Oh, no, I'm old now. So I just, I just play through and through with my mates at Donnie Tarko in West Perth. What are you doing? Uh, so we have a podcast with a Spotify original podcast, full credit. It's a. Uh, First time Josh has looked at the camera while uh, he's plugging his own podcast. It's a comedy, bit, it's a bit different. If you have a bit of an edge, you'll like this. No, um, <laughs> uh, it's. It, I always. And what I spoke to Dan originally was I always thought that the, the gap in the Australian market um, for podcasts. And if I ever was going to do one, because people were always like, no, you should bloody do a podcast. Oh, you bloody funny fucker. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> yeah, you just do a podcast. And like, easy. Oh, there's about 10 million of them. So okay. um, so I always thought, okay, what's like one skill you could have that puts you, you know, the skill moat. Have you guys ever read anything about that? Like the skill moat? Like something uh, to be- Love rec- to go for a swim in that. <laughs> no, it's like, okay. But they keep things out of the castle, doesn't it? What, would, <laughs> what is something you could do that can't be replicated? Yeah, right. Easily. Someone actually has to put in effort to. So okay. I know comedy stuff's pretty easy. TikTok stuff, anyone can sort of access it. So I was kind of thinking with the podcast, no one does audio packages for sport in Australia. ESPN do a heap in the US. There's the, there was the Sterling tapes, which is unbelievable about Don Sterling. They take a lot of effort so people don't do them. It's about hours Explain on the Explain what an audio package is. So it's just like an audio documentary. When you listen to one on the ABC, when you listen, you probably don't realise it, but... When it's like, a, basically someone has sorted all the information for you and presented in a way that it's nine minutes succinct and you would do a lot at the ABC. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so there's potentially nine interviews and it tells a story like a documentary where things have been cut, added music, added sound effects and stuff. So but you don't have any pictures to rely on. Yes, exactly. And it actually makes it easier, obviously, because you don't have to match sound with um, the visual. But I just, I just realised there was nothing like that because it's a lot easier to just be like, hey, what if two blokes just got a couple mics and started a podcast? Yeah. But in saying that, it's, it's no, different no, for you guys. No, no, but it's good. It's good. <laughs> no, no, you guys are... No, but... It's different. Completely different because you guys have somewhat 
No. Any more whiskey? <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, but me personally, I had nothing like that, which was always the case with like the NBL thing. What's my point of difference? And with this, I was like, okay, what if every week we did an investigation into something funny? I always found it really funny when people put heaps of resources into something extremely stupid or something that didn't mean anything. I mean, I heard you do the little piece on Mike Whitney. That was awesome, though. And yeah. I completely loved it. I, I told you about it. My brother, or Mike Whitney, for those who don't know or watch it, he played test cricket for Australia. Um, very good. He was sort of like a medium pace type, all-round type guy. Mm. Sort of off-spinny kind of – I don't know what he was doing. He's bowling – Paceman. Yeah, there you go. Um, in the middle there somewhere. But he was probably more commonly known in Australia for hosting Who Dares Wins, one of the greatest – and Gladiator, of course. But Who Dares Wins, one of the greatest – TV shows of all time, in my opinion. Second only, possibly, to late night game show with hot dogs, which that, is another. Yeah, well, that is very great. Very, very, you guys very were talking great. about a big guest coming up. Was it hot dogs? <laughs> <laughs> Untouchable. Mike Whitney, my brother, won a segment on Who Dares Wins. You sent me this immediately. I sent you the actual footage of it. Yeah, which I, I thought I got. Oh, I haven't quickly. seen that. Oh fuck! I need what to actually. I need to actually use that in the pod. But yeah, go on. My brother won a segment on Who Dares Win for a hundred. You do this, we'll give you a hundred bucks. Yeah. They used to do stupid shit on Who Dares Wins, like mm. uh, eat this whole bucket of slugs. We'll give you a hundred bucks. Yeah, fifty bucks. Yeah. Um, Rom had to ski across an icy lake. My brother Rom, uh, fully clothed. It was at Falls Creek, but it was long, it was a good 20, 25 meters, and no one could do it. And he's come off the absolute long run and skied across, snow skied across, straight across. Hundred bucks, easy as you like. There you go. Money. Doing pretty good feet. I mean, it was back in probably 2000s, late 90s. Oh, no, so 90s. Buy a, yeah, yeah. buy a house around here. Buy a house around here. And that's not much. Yeah, so, okay, you're doing a podcast. You make funny videos. Yeah, so we do that. That's a bit of extra money. But we the good thing about the podcast is we, like, I've gone back to having F all money. But, like, um, the good thing about the podcast is you don't have to, like, say yes to hey, this is, man, this is the sickest laxative I've ever had. Like, I drink it all the time. You know what I mean? You don't have to do the the yes. promo for no reason. Yes. You can do it if it works and you think, oh, you know what? Like, there might be a joke in there or something. So we do some stuff with Gage Roads, which is good because, like, I just I actually drink the beer quite often. So it made sense to just, like, well, if we're going to drink a beer in this video, we may as well have Gage Roads in it. Good. Um, so we, we do- We cut beers out of this uh, podcast. Yeah, good point. You Went, went to whiskey. Yeah. It's a bit- does a bit to the uh, throat while you're talking. A bit um. We'll find we'll find it. A bit throaty. We'll find the right li- liquid to drink. Yeah, I mean, I'm on water at the moment. That's work to treat. Whiskeys would be nice. I'd water's be happy been to good be for water has a track record of being a good. Yeah, generally good. Um, but sorry to finish it. Uh, on top of that, just doing. I, I think the end goal is just to be free to make whatever we want at all times. So I think we want to do serious stuff eventually, but we will do longer form stuff down the line. Good. All right. Well, we're in the podcasting realm, so that's Josh Gallup, everybody. <laughs> yep. As Josh Gallup finishes the entire bottle of whiskey here on Backchat 2.0. Yeah. No, we're not doing that anymore. It's Backchat. Backchat podcast. It's not even podcast. It's just Backchat. Yeah. All right. Backchat. YouTube. Subscribe. Get on there. Subscribe. We <laughs> haven't mentioned Patreon for a while. We have some incredible support from Patreon. You got that over at Spotify, whatever you're doing, mate? No, nah, I didn't think so. What's Patreon? There you go, mate. We, the, our, our beautiful listeners, <laughs> beautiful listeners, they support us. Mm. We basically said to them, if they think they could afford maybe a coffee a week. A month. No, a coffee a month. Sorry. 
if you can afford a large flat white for lactose intolerant Dan, yep. an extra large one once a week, four fifty, five bucks. Once a month, jump on Patreon. So they support us. We got a we got a big crew of guys over there. So I thought I'd just give a little shout out to the Patreon guys. We do love them. Want to support the podcast? Don't sign up with Spotify. We'll keep it independent over here. That is one thing that we're doing that you haven't done. Why are you pointing at my face? <laughs> this <laughs> is you. <laughs> sold out there. Uh, no, I mean we've we've we're state we're state independent, which means we have absolutely no money whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. But it also means we we do get to control every single little bit of what we're doing, which is sort of what you were talking about before about having control over what you're doing. That's what we've been enjoying. So we built ourselves our own studio right here in my house. I mean, I'm loving the plants, by the way. These are unreal. Mom, the meatloaf. <laughs> All right, you send it. We read it. Another great segment, not as good as social media. Basically, we ask mm-hmm. people, and when I say people, our listeners, our watchers, to send in emails and we read it. Okay. You send it, we read it. But you, we, whatever you send, we have to read. People have sent us plugs Promos. for their business. Yep. Whatever. And you've read them. Yep. We read them out because yep. that's our rule. Yeah, you send it, <laughs> we read it. Do, do you not understand the title? <laughs> you send it, we read it. Does that, is that Charlie doesn't filter anything. No, absolutely not. Does he look like a filter? A command C, Command V into the rundown. Yeah. That's it. He's not a sieve, mate. He's just okay. he just produces it. All right, here yeah. we go. Give it give it to Josh. You want to give it All to right. Josh? Hey boys, that's including you. Uh, this is from Kane Smith. The recent talk about Masto and relieving himself on the field in the huddle rang a bell about something in the nineties. That's having a wee on the on the mm-hmm, field. Mm-hmm. You would have seen um, the West Australian West published a photo of a Fremantle Dockers huddle on the back page of their paper. It was a jovial Scott. It was on it was a jovial Scott Waters, but they didn't proof check it, and he had his privates out, and he was chucking a whiz. Uh, not only I can't read. Not the only time they did it for a Fremantle player. They also accidentally published an on-field photo of Paul Hazelby. I remember that with his privates hanging out of his shorts as well. They seem to have worked on their proof checking skills since then. Cheers. No question. Just want to bring that up yeah and it would have been nice for you to read it probably but it is another part of this segment is Dan can't read the actual it's so, actually pretty hard if you haven't pre-read uh, no it's not actually it's pretty easy um, <laughs> oh, do okay. it quite often uh, do it for a job actually hosting on 6PR every every day it's quite you easy don't, they don't write anything for you to read absolutely they do mate well, how do you think I do the COVID updates you think I know I'll give a no. shit about the COVID updates from Mark McGowan oh please tell me Mark Tell me more about COVID. Shut the hell up. I read it straight off the telephone. You're telecom. always texting me. You're always uh, like 7,000. You're not Mark McGowan. Now, this is relevant because the West Australian. Yep, love it. Your. Oh, can you get me, folks? You've got one whiskey. Your, your segment. How many have you had? Uh, 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 your previous employer. Yep. They did it twice. Spoken to Hayes about this. Hayes got quite a decent payout because they published his penis on the yep. front, on the back page of the paper. They made a joke about it at this um, at the AFL Media Awards this year. You won an award there. Yeah. Did you not? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. But uh, that wasn't the segue I was looking for. But, but please do. What award is it? What award did you win? Best use of social media for our campaign for get Perth the uh, grand final. Which you did. How do you get included into sports media when effectively you've stepped out of sports media? I'm creating sports media, am I not? No, like I'm not independent, saying you're not independent. In it, but I would say that people in sports media here in WA yep. don't see you as sports media. Who have you spoken? Who, who said that? <laughs> me. No, no, me, um, out of my mouth At right the now. time, um, I, was, I was working in the West, and to be honest, like Nick Rin, who, who's the editor at the West, was extremely generous to... I don't know, a lot of employers would have got angry with the fact I was just creating stuff that was saying whatever. They would have got nervous about it. Which I think, is hilarious. 
This is this is footy. It's the same with footy. Yeah, yeah. it's about doing things that are on your own mind. Free thought, I think, and and he he encouraged it, and so I, I was officially under the West Australian banner during that, even though we did it outside. But to be honest, like it would have been a fox situation otherwise. Do you know what I mean? We kind of skimmed over it a little bit, like. Um, your funny videos, right? You've had some quite viral moments over the last couple of years. I know you're a funny guy and you do the funny thing, but like, what's that like when something goes big, like viral? We're talking millions of views. Is that a good feeling? Does that impact you at all? Does that mean anything to you? Uh, I think it used to. A lot. Okay, okay. So first time it ever happened. You had like a big video that went like, I don't know. Yeah, we had this like pubs are back one when there was like, um, and it was the first time I was getting into it because I, when I'd given it up and, People, my friend lives in the Cayman Islands and someone from England sent it to him in the Cayman Islands independently and I was like, wow, that's pretty crazy. And I think Just that- ta- tax evading his life away in the Cayman Islands? What's he doing in the Cayman Islands? I'm not allowed to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, good deal. No, he's a lawyer, so yeah. yeah he's absolutely. Tax just evading, not yeah. paying tax, yeah. yeah. Great. Um, really good friend. He actually just came back for his wedding. Broke his ankle on the wedding night. trying Because he lost his key trying to get in. Poor bloke. Um, anyway, uh, That's a rough so one. probably that, and then a couple other times. But to be honest, like we haven't had that many. We're still so small, but occasionally we have things that break through, um, and it's such a niche. It's still quite niche, like AFL content. So when it breaks through, it's great. Is that the goal? Like stuff to break through? Yeah. Like, is that why you're doing it? Uh, uh, to be honest, yes and no. So yes, you're like that is the feedback loop that you're doing something right that people reciprocate the idea. But then at the same time, if you start pandering to an audience like TikTok, then it's like then you're just pouring mayonnaise on yourself and like punching a pig and then screaming into the camera because the, a lot of that algorithm is like just just get any reaction that does stops people scrolling. That's the whole point. So I think sometimes it's like we did one about Pack to the Rafters, which is like the smallest niche audience ever a couple of month a month ago, and. Um, when Fix You comes on. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. When Mel dies. And we did that and that was only because we found it funny. So occasionally it's like that and it's, it's probably been to our detriment to be honest because we're still nothing, do you mean? In, in my head, every day I wake up, I've done nothing. I've got Are you okay, bro? <laughs> no, it's You've a good done thing. You've done lots. You've just told us you've done a whole <laughs> yeah. podcast, mate. No way. Can we tr- go back to this question? If that's sorry, right? sorry, sorry. About yeah. the West, because I remember texting you once when you were still at the West and you yeah. didn't really want to give a, a big opinion on something because you were still there. Yeah. And that was the time that Nick Nat Nui got pictured at the back of the training facility and he was lifting a box. Do you remember that? Remember Nick Natanui? There was a picture of him lifting a we box. We covered it on this podcast. Yeah, we covered it. Man carries box. Man carries box. And I wanted you to like comment on it, but you were like, oh, I still work there at the time. What's it like in a sports newsroom when, at the West? Yeah. When they're like, all right, back page, Nick Natanui. When shit like that gets rolled out. That wouldn't have been from him. That would have been from the, the sports section. That would have been from general news because they. it's just like, it's, it's almost like if you think about clickbait, it, people click on something because it's like car crash McGowan, porn star, something it's like all these buzzwords and they click on it. Like, I do it too. I'm like, I click on that. <laughs> but with, with the, sometimes the paper operates like that where it's with that, it's just Nick knowing even if it's absurd, any reaction, good or bad is a sum game because even if someone's like, I fucking hate this. I want to open this and read it and buy it and take it home. That's still positive. Yeah. But like amongst the staff, they're like, we know what we're doing or is it, uh, I think a little bit. It's also like within, if the, as long as they're buying the paper and as long as advertising being seen and good ar- and good articles are being read because there's really good journalists there and like the actual the sport team are fantastic. Like outside of 
pardon me, everything that happens. Um, yeah, I remember seeing that. I remember at the Brownlow, I had on my notes, ask, ask Nick Nat what was in the box. <laughs> <laughs> and then he spoke to me and was like really nice and I, I lost my words and I, it was like I was speaking to a pretty girl or something. You do, <laughs> you do. Uh, I mean, that video is one of my favourite because one, I love slash loathe Tom Brown and so the fact that you're able to speak to Tom Brown at the Brownlow, <laughs> very, very good. Lovely you, man, by the way. You, I, I know, I, I have dealt with him as well. What, how do you keep a serious face when you're doing stuff like that? You chat with Gil McLaughlin. Do you have a laugh with people after you do it? If you're, keep, if you're doing the... If you're doing the serious persona, Josh, you know, asking si- funny questions, asking funny questions, but deadpan. Yeah. At the end of it, when the camera cuts, do you go, "Oh, fuck, thanks so much for that, mate," or are they walking off going, "What the fuck?" Was well, I got really doing? angry. I'm actually like, I'm not that fun to be around a lot of the time. Perfect. Like, um, good. G'day like, to Josh's the, girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, well, she'd agree. <laughs> <laughs> she really sucks, hey. Um, but the, the camera person, I was, I, I got a mate Giorgio to do it, and we would. This that was actually for the West. I didn't get, I didn't make any extra money for that. That was, that was through the West, and it was a really good opportunity. So I'm grateful. But um, uh, I was really angry because the camera person, like, I'm, I'm shy. Like he kept getting shy, and I was like, you just keep filming the whole time, and I will never break character like the whole time. And that was the point because we went in there with three targets. We we're like Gil McLaughlin, Nick Nanui which would be really fun. Oh, no, no, Nat Fife, not the you know, And Didn't get um, Nat. Tom Brown. Nat ran straight past. Because oh. I wanted to have like a, a moment with Nat. I wanted to be like, do you ever just, do you ever just get, just get sick of this? Just get sick of this, the, the <laughs> questions, the <laughs> he, everything. He would, have, he would have given you a proper answer, I reckon. Yeah, mate. Yeah, no, it would have been great. And I would have played. I've been waiting for that, <laughs> that question for my whole career. And I would have played sad music on it. Anyway, so it was really good, but... um. Tom Brown was really nice. And so do you tell like, the guys when you do something like that, sorry, mate, that was just for a, I'm just taking the complete piss. I'm not an absolute freak show asking you weird-ass questions <laughs> or I just walk off thinking you're a freak show? A couple of them walked off. Matt DeBoer went, he went to the high school next to me and we're the same sort of age. Right. And he got me in a headlock when I saw him next and was just like, you think you're funny? <laughs> <laughs> it was on the grand final night. But he has a really good sense of humour, so he got over it because I think I asked him... Um, I don't want to bore you, <laughs> so I'll make this quick. And he goes, "Ha, huh, you've missed." And then I go, "Now that we're laughing," and I kept looking back at the camera. Do you ever look back at the moment you left Frio and laugh? And then he goes, "Are we live?" And then I cut the thing off, and it was a stitch up, but it wasn't. It was pretty harmless, you know what I mean? Because he didn't say anything incriminating, you know what yes. I mean? It makes me look like a dickhead. Yes. I've just realised I've spoken for 10 minutes. I have no memory of what I've done because I've drunk so much whiskey. <laughs> Social media is where we're at. If you're losing your mind and you're wondering where we are in this podcast, well, we're at the most important part where you, the listener, get to contribute. No, uh, you give it, we ring it. <laughs> Butcher it every that. time. What is it? You speak it, we call I- it. You call it, we speak it. You call it, you we call speak it. You call it, we speak it. We also have another segment. So we have you send it, we read it. We have you call it, we speak it. You call it, we speak it is... See, that's why, that's why it's stuffed up. It doesn't make any sense. Do you have a phone sense. line or something? We do, yeah. but you just have to give us your phone number and we call you. How good's yeah. that? Can I, can I just quickly ask you guys, quickly before we start, had an idea. If someone steals, I'd be upset, actually. Actually, I probably shouldn't say it. Let's steal it. Should I say it? Yes. I want to get a friend of mine, one of the young kids who used to play basketball, to wear an A-frame phone number after the Opus Stadium games and have unsolicited talkback. For our podcast. So then I'm on the phone lines. We have three of us on the phone lines. And we're doing talk back. I really think 
full credit and back chat could have an amalgamation <laughs> of some sort. I'm serious because that is just fantastic. They used to do it. Did you see the? Did you did you get that idea from? They used to do that back in the day. Dipper used to stand out the. Front. No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't get that. But like, that's cool. Everybody, everybody watching, remind me to send to Josh. They used to send Dipper in, out into the crowd after games at the MCG, and he just asked, "I'll send it to that's, you." That would be brutal. All right, let's do that later. But social media on now. Stop interrupting me, Josh. Sorry. This is a very important part of the show. The greatest segment of all time on podcasting history. It's been going since day one where you, the listener, get to ask Josh the questions. Here we go. Tim Wilcox. Favourite Discovery Channel show? Oh, Tim Wilcox is like a really famous TikTok Australian guy. Actually? Uh, yeah, yeah, he is. Hey, uh, Tim. He's taking the piss. Hey. Um, uh, oh, you that? don't think they're actually asking what your favourite no, no, Discovery Channel show is? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, it joking. Okay. You need to give a real answer. Uh, probably Gold Diggers Australia. <laughs> that is yeah. a good show. I've spent many a hotel room <laughs> on that. That's a That's, fucking great show. Is that to be like Miss... The is guy, that gold prospectors no, or gold diggers? No, mate, actual gold, gold diggers, prospectors, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like there's the guy with the granddad that owns the mine. There's yeah, like, yeah, right, right. It's, it's not like, just women amazing. trying to... WA production, yeah. get right around it, mate. Well, I think we've reached our greatest... Social handle of the year. I have a cockman. I have a cockman. I have a cockman. <laughs> okay. I have a cockman. Well done, Backchat, on having the competition on. Well, you're not really competition. Sorry. Or know. La Familia. Love, love. No, really um, what's the guy from Fast and Furious? Family. Vin, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Family. Uh, full credit is a very good podcast. Did you ride this? Yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> ask Josh if he's worried that all his funny stuff will typecast him and he won't be taken as a serious journalist again. He did a serious tweet this week saying good things about Josh Giddy's triple-double and I was looking for the joke. Yeah. No, it's like the one thing I'm serious about is basketball. Is um, some, And sometimes I joke about it too. Like today, I think it, was, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't have been the sport team, but the West had on the front page... Josh, Aussie superstar better than LeBron? Oh, yeah. God. And, I, and I, I just saw it and I, was so, I thought it was the funniest thing ever because <laughs> it's a classic case of Australian media just... Um, We've got a good player. He's, or, he's the best. Yeah, or just like making the reach. Trying to draw comparisons. But it, would, it wouldn't have been the sport team. It would have been general news being like, this will fucking sell papers. But um, so I, I found it funny anyway. Um, yeah, sometimes I worry about it, but I also think like the alternative... Okay, what's the alternative... Um, and I, this is the person who we speak to at Spotify who was awesome. When we did our first pilot, they were like, okay, you were like hell serious in the audio package. What was the point? And then I was like, oh, it's like a pretty good story. And they said, okay, well, what's the ceiling for you as being a serious journalist? And then I said, oh, I don't know. And she goes, well, it's the same as the other thousand Australian journalists. What's the ceiling for being like a comedy person? It's not like higher. Happen, yeah. But the, you can find a mixture, right? You can find a balance between the two. Is that yeah, what you're yeah. saying? You, you, yeah, you yeah. Serious so. opinion without being yeah, it comes yeah. out of your mouth the joke. I think I think so. Like as bad as it sounds, Joe Rogan, but for basketball and Australian comedy. Hey, but mate, if you ever want to come on back chat because we're going live again, I'll give it to the listeners. The people are listening right now. The people that aren't going to come jumping on when we go live. If you ever want to come here and you want to do the serious sash comedy stuff, you're just welcome, mate. You're always <laughs> welcome. Okay. That wasn't a joke. I'm, I'm happy. S- stop laughing. <laughs> Be sad. Eliza Ellis. Hey, Josh. Oh, no. How did it feel when you fell off your chair in the office that day, both physically and mentally, because the whole office saw and heard you eat shit? So, so for some reason, the, the chairs at the, the West weigh 100 kilos, and I, I try to sit in the chair. I was with vigor, approached my chair, sat down, and the whole thing collapsed. And it's a quiet newsroom. 
because it's print. And then it was like a bomb had exploded. And then I looked up and there was the gangly ranger freak. And the whole office was like, oh my God. And there were the couple of people that were my friends just like ready to explode with laughter that had been so bad at this that I'd fallen over sitting down. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're just imagining Josh fall on his ass in the middle of the office. It's very good. Uh, Taz underscore Kai. I mean, this is hard. Tell us a bad joke. I mean, take that. As, that's it. That's all, that's all the question. Tell uh, us a bad joke. I think I replied to that like you described me as SBL superstar. I thought that was the joke. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's like medium to low role player in the SBL. Uh, That's fine. You, got you know what I've found with Josh, and I love pointing at him really close to his face. You know what I've, you know what I love about you? <laughs> you know what I find about you? Uh, I've texted a few times and I wrote that social media post. You don't... Sarcasm doesn't seem to commute itself across text or or written form to you personally. <laughs> I've had multiple text messages where I've been completely taken oh, the piss. Because I'm like, yeah, yeah. so I'm like, oh, like Josh Gallup, he's a funny guy. Like I can be funny. I can completely take yeah. the piss. And, I've, and it's happened multiple times where mm. you've not read that cue. But maybe that's the joke did you back think on that, you. Did you think that I thought you were a superstar in the SBL? No, no, no. I knew it, but like I knew I wasn't, but... Um, <laughs> I just did I just you think, think that I thought you were? I just think sometimes I overanalyze stuff. Okay. Oh, no, okay. I feel really bad now. Type underscore hype. <laughs> Type underscore hype. Uh, how do you explain your extended family in laws, what you do for work now? Uh, it's. Oh, that's. He's a bit question. of a. Okay, so my, my family, like my dad's side, which is all the family you have here. Why do you guys have to bring it up? No, um, <laughs> is that just sticky? Like, it's like no, yeah, dark humor all the time. No, um, oh, they're they're pretty good about it. And like, I I didn't go in this year, but it's it's probably more it's the in laws thing. It's uh, they're really supportive and they're lovely, but it's more when it's more when like someone's sister, someone brings out like a video you've made and is showing someone in a pub for the first time, and you're you're me, Dan. Yep. And then they're like, <laughs> how funny is it? It's so funny. And then they're like, it's like loud and they're like singing for the first time and I'm just like sitting there like this. Like, <laughs> you just like not? Like, it's a bit awkward. And then it's me being, vomiting up a fillet of fish. <laughs> <laughs> and and then she, the person's like, gross. And I'm like, why would you do that? Like, that's silly. So they're very, very supportive almost to a fault. What do you say you do for a job right now? And you can't say podcast, mate, because yeah, you so don't have been doing Christmas, like, how many, how Christmas many? lunch, they're like, oh, so what are you I doing now, example. Josh? So at Christmas lunch, we went to my girlfriend's fr- uh, like brother-in-law's place and I sat next to the friend of the family, this guy. Who was like, what am I doing here? Yeah, he was he was grumpy. He was really grumpy the whole time. <laughs> like picture like everyone's being jovial, being like making small talk as you do and he's next to me like, centimetre away because everyone always over invites people and then you're touching legs yes. and I'm, I'm like oh, so uh, what do you do with yourself and he doesn't even look at me when he answers he's like uh, I'm in engineering uh, we make like compressors and, and I'm like oh that's awesome and I have an engineering degree so start talking about it and he's like uh. okay and then eventually he goes so what do you do and I'm like oh I can't be bothered to ask uh, answering because it's like how long's a piece of string? So I said, "Oh, I'm in media." 
like in media, in media, and then someone brought out the fillet of fish fillet video, <laughs> and he's just confused and just like, Ugh. right? He pretty he left pretty soon because he had to go because he's divorced and had to take his kid somewhere else. I so. feel bad for this guy. You're making right. me feel bad about a lot of things. Matt he is, thought I was the biggest loser ever, so just it's fine. Maybe you are. We go to the next one. The fillet of fish video um, really hit home because I'm that guy that orders the fillet of fish. Oh, yeah, of course you are, man. It's so good. And then have the a seizure. Steamed, the steamed bun. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That was like not a funny joke. Yeah. Matty Osco. Um, is the Bowls Club you feel, Matt, sick of your shit? No, they're never there. Okay. In fact, one time we, we debuted more top of top of Australian podcasts. Hey, we've been there. Don't don't, don't look at us like we ha- <laughs> yeah, we've been there too. Because the algorithm, it's like new subscribers. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like I am. We're like an amazing podcast, probably. Sorry. And then the guy behind the counter was like, what's the you guys do? I'm like, oh, we just recorded this podcast here. So they have no clue we're doing it. They have a separate room. They're fantastic. Right. All right. Yeah. So they're not sick of your shit. No, they're not even aware of it. Saxon underscore soundness. Not a question. Just saying I will miss your mailbag segment on the Duff and Quarters podcast. Oh, that really, that's lovely. What, yeah. you, what was that? This is oh. like you send it. It sounds like you send it. We read it. Yeah. We, uh, we used to, uh, oh, I produced the podcast at the West. And so we, we did one of these two did two hardball gets and which you were on Will and then um yeah, probably your best yeah and episodes. then uh, we did a podcast with the two senior journos Mark Duffield and Glenn Quartermain and and Mark Ratings for a period and it was it, they were just like really they just loved it but didn't quite understand the reach right and so they were doing it and didn't even know how to share it <laughs> but then all of a sudden they were getting approached more than they did in their entire career correct people at pubs being like. Man, I love the pod. And they're like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> What's the I pod? didn't send you this. So they, they were awesome guys. So I But what was guys. the mailbag segment? So I brought in the mailbag, Josh's mailbag. It's literally you send it, we read it. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we probably got it second. Sorry about that. Steel underscore Barnes. Josh, tell me who you are and what is your claim to fame? I have no idea who you are. <laughs> that Jesus, is, this is the last question. Fucking an hour 40, mate. <laughs> I think we're good. No claim to fame, just a bunch of random things. And cut. That's it. That's it. That's back chat right there. Back chat. It's going to be on YouTube. It's going to be wherever you like it. www.backchatpodcast.com. Don't need to say www every time. Yeah. How do you feel about that? HTTPS. Exactly. Forward slash forward slash. Go all the way. Colon. You missed the comments. Can I just say quickly, Andrew Bogut, Peter Boll, Dan Venables, first interview ever. Chris Marston. Chris Marston. Sam Butler. Sam Butler. Amazing. Matt Spanger went across four different premierships. Amazing. One is one, finally got there in the end. Kim Doing a great job. Kim, yeah, actually, I have a couple of stories about it, but I, we were into it. Kim Josh Garlop. Yeah. I'm going to say... <laughs> don't look at me. I don't know what you're going to say. Oh, in terms of... Um, <laughs> there you go. Hello, hello at backchatpodcast.com.au. Subscribe to YouTube. Patreon, we love you. Anything else, Dan? That's it. You're at the bottom, man. Uh, full credit, please subscribe. We need it. <laughs>
Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.